Drinks, food, art, fun. This is Hops and Spirits, Kentucky. The pools are open. Memorial Day weekend has happened. The cookouts have occurred. I think summer is officially here. I hope you had a great weekend with family and friends. And if you didn't get to get out and about, hopefully you get to do that here pretty soon. we got a fun one for you this week as we talk with Kairos Brewing out of Louisville. Brand new one that just opened up there a couple weeks ago. But before that Q&A, what's pouring Kentucky? Some news and notes from around the state. Country Boy Brewing is opening a new tap room in downtown Louisville at the Falls City Market in the Omni Hotel. The tap room will feature a rotation of Country Boy beers, pizza, barbecue, and salads. What opens in June, it will be the third Country Boy location behind the original tap room in Lexington and their production facility and tap room up in Georgetown. Craft Beer Passport Program Louisville Ale Trail won a Global Crushy Award for the Best Beer Trail at the 2023 Craft Beer Marketing Awards. The $10 booklet features nearly 30 Louisville breweries and participants collect stamps to redeem prizes, such as a barrel stave bottle opener. You can find them on social media to learn more. Cincinnati-based Mazunte Tacos announced it will open its first location outside of Ohio and Lexington's Distillery District and 903 Manchester Street. In between the new boutique hotel, the Manchester, which is just about to open or has opened, depending on when you're listening, and Manchester Music Hall. The roughly 4,200-square-foot bar, cafe, and restaurant space will be called Mazunte Bodega and is scheduled to open at the end of the year. The same ownership group also plans to open two event venue spaces known as La Braza Lexington there as well. Multiple release news. James Beam launched its first single malt whiskey, dubbed Clearmont Steep, American Single Malt Whiskey. It will be available in select states next month. Luxro Distillers announced the newest variant in the Rebel brand family, Rebel 100 Straight Rye Whiskey, which is available for an MSRP of $20 per 750-milliliter bottle. Lexro also announced two new variants in the Ezra Brooks brand family, the Ezra Brooks 99 Straight Rye Whiskey and a newly formulated Ezra Brooks Bourbon Cream. Both variants will reach retail shelves across the country later this month at a suggested retail price of $25 for the straight rye whiskey and $22 for the bourbon cream per 750-milliliter bottle. And four-time NBA champion Steph Curry is entering the spirits industry with the upcoming launch of Gentleman's Cut Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Years in the making, this blend of five- to seven-year-old bourbon will be released worldwide this month at the Boone County Distilling Company following the inaugural bottling in northern Kentucky. So that's pretty cool there. Lots of stuff going on here in Kentucky. Up next, those are Q&A with Cairo Spring in Louisville with Taylor Diaz and Nush Saidi. Enjoy. Remember to check out Hops and Spirits on social media at Hop Spirits, all one word, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also find Hops and Spirits on YouTube and at HopSpirits.com. Joining us here for our Q&A this week, they're part of the new brewery in Louisville, Kairos Brewing. Please welcome in Taylor Diaz and Nuch Sididi. Sididi? Sididi. Yeah, you got it. Okay, yeah. second second time was a charm. Welcome yeah, in, guys. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, good to be here. Yep, glad to make it. Well, and, and for those that don't know, you guys just opened up a, a week ago, kind of, uh, from when we're talking. Now, when this drops, it'll be a few weeks, but just so brand, brand new to the scene. Uh, Taylor's mm-hmm. the master brewer. Nooch is operations brewer as well, and it's a it's a family affair, and we'll, we'll get into that here in yeah. a second. But my first question, I ask everyone this, is Cliff Notes. So a little bit about yourselves, not too much, because I've got many questions to ask, so a little bit about yourselves. <laughs> you want to go first? I, I, can, I can go first. Um, so as it relates to, to brewing and like operations side of things, uh, I've been in the corporate world for a little while doing operations. Um, I've brewed beer off and on for about 10 years, homebrew, um, and uh, just, you know, have 
moved originally from Colorado, big beer scene there, came to Kentucky, started to see like that the beer scene was starting to explode here and just got really excited about all the different opportunities that are here. Um, lots of really good beer, a lot of great breweries here in Louisville, uh, and then started doing some more serious home brewing with Taylor. And I'll pass it over to you to jump in with the rest. Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania and my whole family, I come from a line of foodies and sommeliers. So I've always appreciated good food and beverages and uh, got into craft beer, you know, my early 20s, like most people. And I got into home brewing in my late 20s, about six or seven years ago. Um, my wife and I started, it started as a hobby for my wife and I. And I, I think the the reason why uh, we've kept with it so long is because we never bottled. Mm. If you ever yeah. bottled, but yeah. I have bottled. Yeah, and I, 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 when he started in, he was jumping into kegging right away, and I'm like, dude, you're missing half of the torture of no, home brewing. I I credit I credit the fact that that we opened three weeks ago to the fact that I never bottled. But uh, yeah, so we so uh, we started pretty seriously home brewing uh, five or six years ago, and Nutri and I kind of brewed alongside each other. Yeah, uh, and on separate on parallel journeys. Uh, for about five years and then we kind of started brewing together and mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure we'll tell more of a story about like the community aspect and and the back porch concept mm -hmm. uh, that we're creating but but kind of once once our paths converged it was it was full steam ahead yeah well and and so so Taylor clearly you you come from a beverage world but anyone that knows what a sommelier is is not that's not beer so what what happened what you didn't want to go in the wine world you you, you were like not nah, no nah. I did make wine. He made wine. Actually. Did, we did make a wine once and uh, <laughs> don't know if I'll do it again, but uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not wealthy enough to be, uh, to be in the wine. world. <laughs> <laughs> Just wealthy enough to be in the beer world. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate good wine. We appreciate good bourbon. Yeah. Um, but, but beers where my heart's at. So. Well, I like that. I like that. And you guys both mentioned you kind of come from the craft beer world for, you know, Pennsylvania, they, you know, one of the largest independent guys up there, Yingling, Colorado, huge craft brewing scene. So was it kind of just where you guys grew up? Is that kind of how you got into the beer world and beer once you were, of course, legal, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never drank before that. No, never drank before that. <laughs> well, he came from the, the beer capital of America, yeah. basically. Well, I mean, unless you talk to somebody from Washington, they, they yeah. try and fight us for it. But um. Yeah, I mean, I grew up around it kind of through my brother. My older brother uh, is a brewery, and Bijan, my older brother Bijan, um, brewed all through college years for him. Uh, and, you know, I kind of just sat alongside and started to learn more of what he was doing. Started off with like a bunch of, you know, DME and doing all of the like easy, easiest ways possible to just basically get beer that was cheaper than what I could buy in the store. That was like mainly why I brewed and, and the people I brewed with were of the same mind. It was like, it was, it was more out of uh, necessity. And, and then like, as the necessity started to fade away, it became more so about like, Oh, we can make something that's really tasty. That's exactly the way we like it. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really fun. I mean, you get to like, I think one of the things that's cool about how, like I grew up around beer, but wasn't like I actually moved to Kentucky before I was legal to drink. So I wasn't able to go to a ton of those breweries and like actually enjoy the beer until later when I've like gone back. Um, but it's just cool to see like the variety and every state kind of has their own thing, their own thing going for them. You know, like uh, I feel like Colorado, like a lot of sours and IPAs and but again, like tons of variety. And I think Kentucky, what's cool about Kentucky is we have like we have Kentucky Common and like no one else really has that. 
like that that particular style is just really cool yeah. to have something unique here and that's i think what excites me so much about brewing is like everybody has a chance to put out something super unique and delicious like uh noble funk for example they've got they did just recently they did like some girl scout beers i think it's fantastic man they made a they made a um a samoa beer i'm like <laughs> why not i mean that, that's a that's a great idea yeah, and Kentucky as a whole, and uh, especially well, Louisville for the size of our city, it's it's yeah. a very young craft beer scene. Yeah, which uh, we're really thankful to be a part of it, mm -hmm. um, and really thankful to be a part of the beer scene here. Because, I mean, 10, 20 years ago, there was ten, fifteen years ago, there there was just there was yeah. nothing. Uh, and we were talking then when our friends at third turn you know when they opened mm -hmm. actually our, our friends at great flood when they yeah. opened they were the eighth beer license in all of kentucky or eighth microbrewery license mm -hmm. so That's uh really. yeah yeah and then whenever we were talking about opening the brewery we started just like doing we started doing market research and looking at cincinnati which has like lower population but but similar city um and they have like 50 breweries for yeah. uh for about three quarters of a million and we have a million people in louisville and only, at the time now there have been quite a few breweries have popped up yeah. since then uh with the same idea obviously uh, but uh at the time we had 18 yeah so it's it's an under underserved market uh there's there's a lot of support because the brewery community is so small there's it's so, so much support it's not a zero-sum game um yeah. the craft beer community in louisville is incredibly supportive uh incredibly helpful and yeah it's just it's it's been it's been a fun ride well and, and you guys both like you said you did the home brew th brew thing first was it weird to kind of go from the home brew side to obviously now you're making it on a little bit of a larger scale <laughs> yeah uh i don't know i think i think you should probably speak to that because i think you know, the way that I grew up doing it and like, tr like making beer, it was, you know, again, it was out of necessity. And so a lot of the equipment <laughs> that I had was very much like as minimal as possible, you know, like brewing, uh, brewing beer, like having a, a Home Depot bucket as your fermenter with like, you know, the little like nozzle spot for, uh, um, for airflow and like using granite ware pots on a cook stove. And, and he, he did some of that, like you've done some yeah, of I that, some DNA but, matches. yeah, but, but you kind of went, you went to all grain pretty quick. I mean, well, we went to all grain together actually, yeah. um, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of when our, when our beer game, like stepped up big time, uh, we bought a half barrel Herm system mm -hmm. and it's like just learning to brew all grain and you have so much more control. Oh yeah. Um, and we kept making great beer that our friends wanted to buy. And that half barrel system is actually the same system we're brewing on now. So yeah. we're we're starting like super small, uh -huh. um, just servicing our beer garden, not doing any distribution, mm -hmm. um, and we'll we'll scale up. We have some plans to scale up pretty quick, but 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 right now we're we're still at at a relatively I don't want to say homebrew scale, but we're still we're still small. We're like one step. We're we're a step past. We're a step past enough where we can provide enough beer for for people to drink. Um, and more than we could possibly drink ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's I good, mean, that's a good problem if you've got a beer garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and um, you touched touched on this too at the beginning there, that back porch idea or the, the back porch mentality. And that's where this really all started, right? That, that how this grew into what is now, you know, Kairos Brewing. 
Yeah, that's a nude question. Yeah, it was his back porch. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was um, during like the height of COVID, actually. So uh, inside gatherings were like a not happening. Like it was very early on. You know, it was. It was maybe like summer of 2020. Um, and we had some friends of ours. So actually, Rich and, and Cam Shanks, who are the other kind of part of this group. Um, it's obviously like our wives, his wife, Sarah, my wife, Gina are are all a part of this. We're like three couples all in it together. Um, my wife and I were living in a place that had kind of like an upstairs where people could stay and, and um, it was separated from our place. So no one was coming in to stay right now. Like Airbnb was not a thing right then. Nobody really wanted to travel. Um, and Rich and Cam had some construction work going on at their house that they was just driving them insane because they couldn't leave the house but they also couldn't use their house. Like their kitchen was completely <laughs> torn apart. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, why don't you guys just come here? Like we, we knew them kind of tangentially through some community and church groups that we were part of. And um, they came, I met them at the door, like mask and gloves and all the stuff, all the, all the protective equipment. Um, uh, and uh, at the, in the evening, we would just kind of gather on the back porch. It's like we could be far enough away and we just chat, get, got to know each other. And mainly like what brought us all together in that sense, there was like a loss of community just because of what was going on in the world that like kept so many people apart. And so this was like a really sweet moment to kind of get time with people um, and get to know new people at the same time. And uh, also we like congregated around really good beer. Um, And then random friends would show up. Yeah. Random friends would show up, hang out in the backyard or something. And, uh, at, by the end of it, it was about like 20 people. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like getting close <laughs> to these limitations that we're supposed to be aware of. Um, uh, thankfully nobody ever got sick from any of it. So, so we're all good, but, uh, the beer, the beer was really what brought us all together. And so we kind of started dreaming from that point. Like, man, wouldn't it be cool to like have a place where we could do this regularly with people and like get to know people in a neighborhood, get to know people in, in like just all of Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we kind of, started to dream up from there. Taylor and I had already been talking about going in on like a slightly better homebrew system just for the fun of it. And then we found this like killer deal on some equipment uh, in Florida and we were like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's, let's make it happen. Flew down there, drove back like this 16, 17 hours uh, in one night. In a U-Haul. In a U-Haul. Um, I just had a baby. Yeah. Like you just had a great, great timing. Great timing. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, wow, let's see, that was 2021. It was 20. It, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, it you was winter of 2021. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I, my wife was pregnant at the time with our second. Oh, he, right. he just had baby. Yeah. It was, uh, we were, we were definitely being a little impulsive, but it was just, it was so much fun. Yeah. And we, we, we were, haven't regretted we're, it yet. So, uh, 100% credit to our wives. Yes. Cause, cause I'm like, you know, can I leave you for two days and go pick up all this equipment and spend a bunch of money on, uh, yeah. on this, on this beer stuff. And she's like, and she's like, well, yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was meant to be, it was meant to be yeah. right. And it, it was Kairos. And I was going to say, yeah. is that when the moments aligned and things came, came more clear to that you? That was all? one of many moments. Yeah. There's like a, a stream of like Kairos moments. So like, um, Kairos, uh, as as you know, we we've already talked to you about this, but um, Kairos is a is a Greek word that's like talking about time, but it's different from like chronological time. So it's Kairos is like this. Um, it's like mostly translated as like a season or like a ripe time. And one of the the key kind of imagery pieces that they use for it is like when an archer is stringing back a bow. There's a point where they reach 
kind of like the critical energy that they would need in order to release it so it could hit the target. And that's Kairos, like that that pulling back, like that actual moment of like just before you release the arrow is Kairos. Yeah, the moment of maximum impact. Yeah. Um, and so there's just been a ton of moments like that that have happened around this, you know, like uh, honestly, so we got like our, our stimulus checks from the government. <laughs> and it was like that week that we found this great deal on a system that was like almost exactly what we got from the stimulus checks. So it was like, there's, there's a lot of kind of, uh, of, um, very happy and almost like too clear coincidences, uh, that have happened along this journey. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to lead more into that or no, you, you well, jump in, jump in. I, I was going to say, and that led obviously to the name that you guys decided on slightly different spelling though. Yes. Yeah. So the name came, came second, secondary actually to the to the moment yeah so we had already decided to open a brewery uh Nooch and i and our wives had had agreed you know to join forces yeah and then uh, our friends rich and cam who manuj mentioned they have no brewing experience or background period uh rich comes from a corporate world mm -hmm. uh but they're excellent at fostering community yeah so we chose to bring them in they're great friends of ours mm -hmm. uh, they've been invaluable in the process and uh, we just really wanted them, them to be part of their, part of our journey and especially what we're trying to do, building community. We knew that yeah. we need them. Um, so we all were joining forces and planning and having meetings. And we had probably, I don't know, how many meetings do we have about the name? Gosh, I mean, it was months. It was months where we were going back and forth on different names, you know? So yeah. like, the back porch thing for a long time, we called that porch time. That was what we called it amongst ourselves as friends. And we're like, oh, so are we going to be porch time brewing? Like, is that what we want to go for for a name? And and you know went back and forth we went we were five points at one point uh we were um i mean there were there were dozens yeah. of names that we went through before we kind of and and kairos actually was mentioned kind of early on in the process but yeah and i kind of shot kairos down at the time yeah well yeah. i didn't shoot it down but no you didn't shoot it down but, but i was like yeah not really feeling it yeah yeah it's like that's yeah, funky to spell no one will be able to spell the website like we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll lose people so um yeah. And then it just kept coming back up and kept coming back up. And eventually it reached a point where the season was, was ripe uh, yep. for that to be the name. And, uh, and we decided like when we did it, that we were going to change it up a little bit, like hone in on our Kentucky roots. So the, the traditional spelling of at least the, the like transliterated whatever into English is K A I R O S or sometimes it's C H A I R O S. Uh, and we decided to go with K Y R O S to like show off, you know, this is a Kentucky Kairos moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when people yeah. visit, they when, can have that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then what, what that moment looked like is for, for months and months and months, we were just, we were waiting for, like, we were waiting for the stars to align. Yeah. We were waiting for the Kairos moment. Uh, we couldn't find a space we liked. You know, the, the finances weren't lining up. Um, yeah. And like, just, just several things like, you know, I just have had a child. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, job job transition and then just like all all at once uh, we found this space that i'd fallen in love with sorry we didn't find the space uh, i'd fallen in love with this building five years ago yeah uh back when it was a cafe and when i walked in the building i said man i, I want this space yeah uh, i didn't even live in the neighborhood at the time but mm -hmm. uh this we we found this space on the market it was exactly what we needed. It was all set up for what we need, what we wanted to do. Uh, needed very minimal improvements, although like a lot of cosmetic improvements we've done. Right. Yeah. Uh, we we all like all of our finances lined up. 
uh, and just to several other things, family things, job things, mm-hmm. all all lined up perfectly. And and then that's when we're like, man, this is this is like the the perfect moment. And we all agreed. And that was like a lot of the language around that time is is like, yeah, we got to do this because like all the stars are aligning. Like this yeah. is this is the right moment. And then that that's when uh, one of us texted the group. And we're like, so what do you what do we think about? Like, let's circle back around to that Kairos. Yeah. Yeah, the Kairos um, name. And yeah, and then suddenly we we all liked it. Like mm-hmm. we we spent we spent months arguing, not arguing, but, but debating, <laughs> back and forth, back yeah. and forth, and doing yeah. you know ranked poll surveys about uh-huh. what what name we wanted. And then and then I um I forgot about that. one of us just messaged in the group like, yeah. hey, so so I know this this came up before, but what do y'all think about Kairos now? And just unanimously, everybody's like, yes, one hundred percent on board, absolutely, yeah. perfect. So it, it was yeah. meant to be. It, it, it was yeah, meant yeah, to it be. Was. And and the location you guys have is kind of a unique one. While you're kind of, mm-hmm. if you're looking at uh, driving directions, it's on Portland Avenue, but it's technically off the back alley of Taylor. Is it Taylor Avenue? And yeah, Tyler, uh, Tyler. I had a feeling mm-hmm. I was I had a chance, and I, I guessed Close. wrong. Um, Close. Taylor, Taylor, Tyler. And so, what, what, talk a little bit about the the location because you're kind of in the back of, of a building as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the building we're a part of, there used to be a cafe in the front, uh, and then there's there's we share the space with a uh, with a catering company, and then there was a gelato. They didn't serve out of the space; yeah, they like were just kind of like a back corner, which was exactly what we needed to start up production. Yeah. And uh, honestly, whenever whenever it started, the idea was we'll start production here and just like get our license and do some distribution and then eventually open up tap from somewhere else in the city but we also want to be open you know when we're brewing we want to be open to the uh, the community to our friends and families you know we figured it would be very informal just just you know on instagram hey we're open come check out a beer garden and it it kind of evolved from there and i think there's a lot of factors part of part of it's what we wanted out of it which is which is creating and fostering that community yeah and we are in an underserved uh disadvantaged developing community yeah yeah and there's there's just not many places just i like to i like to talk about the third place you know like yeah yeah um howard schultz talks about the the third place uh you know you got home you got work and there's that third place where where you live life and in the neighborhood that we're in there there are very few places like that um so we just felt really felt the need felt the draw Mm -hmm. and uh it just kind of evolved from there into into creating a really nice space in the beer garden, which is just working with with what we have, mm-hmm. and we have plans to expand out of that. But right now, honestly, it's uh, it's perfect for what we're doing. Uh, our feedback has been really great. We're kind of a, a secret garden, yeah. And a lot of people have just discovered us by you know they're walking down the street and then they see a sign hanging on the back gate and and they walk in and they're just like, yeah, it's a little hidden. Like, this is in my neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, we've had great feedback, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I also, I think we all like small beginnings too. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I, I was going to say, you guys kind of took it, like you said, obviously things change and, and your approach uh, obviously changed, but most don't kind of go with the mindset of maybe just being a beer garden because you have very limited to no indoor any seating or anything like mm-hmm. that. So it's all out, outdoors. And, and right now you're open just Friday and Saturday. Um, so kind of like, is that just one of those things that just kind of grew as, as you went? And like you said, you just wanted to have that place where folks can, can enjoy a beer and, and company. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what, what we've done is kind of, um, we've, we've rolled with whatever has kind of come our way. Uh, and so the beer garden has been this like great opportunity for us to start to build that community. 
uh, and start to kind of serve the neighborhood as well, which has been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the best things, like the thing I've been most excited about since we've opened this is, you know, the first weekend that we were open, we had, we invited like a bunch of friends and family to come out and tell us what they liked and like give us some feedback and stuff. And then this past weekend was like the first weekend we were open just kind of to the community. Like we just sent it out on Instagram. We didn't do a whole bunch of advertising where we weren't going to like show up on TV or anything for like a giant <laughs> thing. Um, but what was cool is we didn't, we didn't really like, we had a couple people that we knew and the rest were like people from the neighborhood or, uh, there's a couple of, of like, um, cycling groups that go around to different breweries coming through and got like great feedback from people we had never met before, which is kind of like, it's just a really cool thing to me to see that, you know, regardless of how, you know, we can be kind of hard to find. Um, we're small, we're scrappy, but like the, the fun of it is in people finding it and it being like kind of their place. Like, Mm -hmm. this is like a, like, you know, no one else knows about this unless I take you there kind of thing. Um, it's got a little bit of a speakeasy feel to it, I think Mm -hmm. right now, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And we've already got a few regulars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's like to get regulars that quickly. I mean, we're, we're so grateful to the folks that have been coming out. And and obviously family friendly is kind of a theme there too, which is if it's community, that's going to be it. But for you all, I mean, it's legitimately family friendly because like you yeah, said, you've got be. some <laughs> little ones. So uh, why was yeah. that important too? Because clearly, you know, three couples coming together, yeah. two of you with some, some younger kids and, and, and something that you all obviously wanted to share with them. Well, I actually had a baby last month, my second child. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we all have full-time jobs. You know, we want to be doing this a lot more yeah. and we will be transitioning into putting more hours here in the future. But for the for at, at the moment, you know, we, we want to live life and we want to live life with our families. Mm-hmm. So uh, it just doesn't make sense for us to have a place that's not kid friendly because uh, I want to see my kids on the weekends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So and also, again, with that third place, there, there's there's very few places for families to hang out yeah. in in. Portland, but also in the city at, at large, there's, mm-hmm. we, we all take our kids to breweries, but there's, there's, there's a handful of breweries in Louisville where I take my kid and I don't feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So like letting people know up front that, that, man, we want this to be a family space. We want you to be here, but you know, we want it, the whole community, whole family, yeah. um, not just a place where you can come, you know, by yourself and, and get a sitter. And, and we've had really yeah, great had feedback folks. about that. Yeah where people can just come and enjoy a beer and let their kids play. Yeah. With my kid. Right. And my, my kids. Yeah. And then they're tired. And then when you go home, they're, they're, they're going well, to exactly. bed and it's a win-win. Yeah. It's worked out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love the, the, cause as you were talking Nooch, about like, it's kind of got that speakeasy feel. Cause I was thinking about that. It's it's a, a hidden gym. Uh, you just need to put like a door and a little sliding thing on there and, and right, yeah. you know, knock, knock three times or right, something. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but, yeah. but what can folks expect when they do get to visit and, and see the beer garden and get to try some of your beers that you have? I mean, they can expect, I mean, we have a, we have a beautiful outdoor space with, um, a lot of shade covering got music playing it's it's uh we've got it's all fenced in around so it kind of feels like private and a little secluded there's beautiful trees all around um so in terms of like the atmosphere it's very like cozy and welcoming um and especially with how nice the weather has been i'm like hoping i'm not jinxing it by saying that um it's been like it's been really great i mean we even with like some of the light rain and and some of the heavy rain that we've had it's still pretty comfortable out here we've got plenty of coverings that will like keep everybody dry 
Um, and then we've also got like, we've got uh, our inside space. You can come in and see our brewery to get to our bar, which is inside. Uh, you walk right past where we make everything that we that we sell, or at least most of what we sell yeah. if we're not getting stuff from uh, other breweries here in town. Um, and then we also have kind of like a, a little back room, which has a bathroom and a little seating area that we can have like on those really rainy days when uh, when we don't want to be outside, or at least when we don't have enough space outside for everybody. So um, it's a, I'd say like, the the way that we've been trying to build it has been to be a place where people can feel comfortable to stay for a while. You know, like we're we're really happy if people just want to come in and have a beer. But like the best is when uh, you come in, hang out for a while, like maybe spend a couple hours here, try a couple beers, uh, and we let get your kids to run around. Yeah, let your kids run around. It's it's gated enough. We can close the gate so your kids can run around. You won't have to worry about losing them. That's the only exit, <laughs> so uh, you won't be you won't be uh, worried about your kids getting into anything if you want to bring them over. And and you kind of touched on this too uh, as well. Clearly, the goal is to eventually just begin to scale up. But what does the future hold for for y'all, and 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 kind of what are are some of those goals as as you look down the road? Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of great ideas, uh, and but I do think like one of the things we've kept really clear is that uh, we're waiting for like the next Kairos moment for what's going to happen next. So there's some opportunities we're floating around. I don't want to say too much just um just yet, but I know that. And we've talked about getting some more inside space, um, reevaluating kind of how we do that, especially as the winter, the, the weather gets uh, a lot warmer, um, but also looking ahead to like winter later this year, um, wanting to make sure that people are comfortable and come out and get a delicious beer, even when the weather's not exactly great. Um, Kentucky has, like I'm from Colorado where the weather is just all over the place and I moved to Kentucky and I feel right at home because it's all over the place here too. Uh, and so having a place like that, that's probably one of the first things that's on our minds. Like, how are we going to kind of expand the way that we can uh, accommodate people in inside uh, in a way that's like much more comfortable uh, while maintaining kind of our, our family friendly and kind of speakeasy uh, form of, uh, of doing things. Is there anything like you would add to that? Uh, no, not really. We like like New said, we have we have several different opportunities that we're that we're looking into. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I'd say so one of the tuned. things, that, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're we're, we're not, we're not going to be a beer garden like a beer garden only. Come yeah. you know January when it when there's you know a foot of snow on the ground, or it could be seventy five. You never know. I know. Yeah, yeah, it could be beautiful. We might just. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd I'd say like probably the other thing about uh. Like we, we've just really enjoyed, like we, I don't know that we necessarily would have planned initially, like uh, as a full group to be, um, to be where we are here in Portland, but we have just really enjoyed it since we've been here. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, as far as like any kind of expansion we do, I know that, uh, this neighborhood and the people that live here, like we're going to be around. Um, and you know, if there's, there, if there's any opportunity for us to expand to different neighborhoods, like this place is probably not going anywhere anytime soon. No, no that, that's awesome uh, to hear. The other part of your question too, is obviously we're going to be looking Well, we are looking currently at, you know, we're expanding up brewery shop brewery, yes. brewery production. Yes. Yeah. Half barrel won't last yeah. us forever. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that means yeah. people are enjoying the beer and, and you need to make more. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. We've got yeah. good feedback. So. Mm -hmm. 
And and my last question is because, like you said, you you guys are friends. You, you other friends, you're both you know, and it's a whole family. You know, everyone's coupled yeah. up uh, as part of the ownership group. What advice do you have for folks that are looking into to doing something like this, whether it's a brewery or just any business with maybe a, a group of friends or or, or mm-hmm. some couples and stuff? Because that's a different dynamic. It is. I feel like I've spoken first on most of these questions. Do you want to jump first? Yeah, I'll say two things. Um, no, number one is uh, is keeping your friendship first, and that yeah. was from day one because we recognize that friendship or that uh, businesses businesses with friends can get complicated. Yeah. So keeping relationships first. So our number one motto has been family first. So if uh, if Neutrogena can't make a meeting because their kid's sick, then then we carry the weight. Um, that's just kind of the agreement and the covenant we've all made with each other mm-hmm. is that family will always come first, even if inconveniences, uh, or doesn't, if we have the choice between a business, a wise business decision and mm-hmm. something that's, that's good for our family, we'll always take family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've done a pretty good job of keeping up with that. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I'd say is having clearly defined roles. Yeah. Uh, because whenever, if, if we hire somebody to be uh let's say like social media then we are accepting that that person has that responsibility and that uh the acumen to handle that that lane Mm -hmm. uh with friends it's really easy to uh, nitpick everything they do and uh we never do that amongst each other (laughs) no yeah uh, it's it's really easy to cross boundaries uh, and to not stay in your lane. So that's something mm-hmm. that we've done, especially more recently, is saying, yeah. okay, uh, you know, Rich is in charge of merch, so so we're just gonna trust him with that. Yeah, and these are the these are the things he's yeah, in charge. He's of. done a great job so far. <laughs> I was gonna say they pop on uh, the video. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> so have, having clearly defined roles and then respecting those roles for each other and respecting each other's strengths. That's those are two things yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree with those things. I'd say like the the family first thing has been critical and it's been like a really good way for us to like identify where that there's a lot of decisions that we could have made to push things forward sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we then would have missed out on some of these perfect moments um, that we've that we've now gotten to enjoy. And so I think the thing that I would say is like, don't be in a hurry. Because I think when we're in a hurry or when you kind of lead with excitement about something that's that's happening or or your business that you're going through, um, it can be really easy to kind of make a bunch of decisions in a row that end up hurting some of the people around you. But if you go slowly, you have time to kind of talk through those things or think through those things in a way that lets you be really honoring and respectful to the people that you're working with. And ultimately, that helps your relationship grow and it helps uh, the business grow. Um, because in the end, you know, the the business you know, businesses for, for better or worse, like a lot of businesses fail, but relationships don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. And so better to have like a, a good scorecard in terms of your relationships than a good scorecard in terms of your business, because on your deathbed, you probably won't be too worried about that yeah. business venture. But if your friend is right next to you when you're, <laughs> when you're dying, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. That's a nice thing to have. Um, the other thing I would say is Taylor and I have a very interesting kind of work relationship in general. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. I mean, seven years now. Oh, no, no, it might be 10. like almost ten years. Yep. Yeah, wow. <laughs> time um, flies when you're having fun. It's a long time for me. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it's it's a long time. Um, but what's been interesting is he's worked for me. I've worked for him. 
uh, and now we work together. And so we've each had a chance to kind of see like the other person's style of doing things. And so I think it's just fun. Like, you know, if you're thinking of starting a business with friends or with, with family members to just kind of do something else, like try something like lower stakes first, mm -hmm. see how you guys jive, see how like everybody kind of works together and, or doesn't work together. Um, and you can kind of figure out some stuff when the stakes are a lot lower and then you can jump into the next thing if it makes sense. I love that. Uh, that's some great advice. And, and I, I love the family first, cause that is what you guys are trying to do there. It seems to be going well and I can't wait to to get out there and have a beer and let my daughter run around and, and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> cause she, she will love that. And, and Nuge Taylor, thank you so much for, for talking about Kairos Brewing. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. This was great. Find more from Hops and Spirits at hopspirits.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye.